If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears. Because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. Hey there, welcome back to the Mama with a Calling podcast. I'm Alexia. I know it's been a minute since I've done an episode with you guys. I've missed being on here sharing my thoughts and different things I've learned from my Bible studies and things with you guys, but I have a ton of ideas and I'm back and ready to share those with you because as you know, the purpose of this podcast is to encourage you, support you, and help you on your journey as an entrepreneur as you're pursuing what God is calling you to. And I think a huge part of that is understanding that God really did call you to this and He has answers for everything you're going through, whether that's stress or overwhelm or imposter syndrome or any of it. All of it he has answers to, and that is what we are going to dive into in this podcast. So today's episode is something that I am so excited to talk about because I think it's something that really impacts a lot of us as entrepreneurs when you go to start your business, or even if you are starting your business, a lot of times what happens is the people around us don't support us, or they think we're crazy, or they're basically telling us like, who are you to do this kind of thing? And maybe what actually happens is you start to internalize this. So I want to talk about this today on why we shouldn't let who we've been before, our past, those around us, etc., dictate what we do in terms of what God has called us to do. And a lot of times we don't even know we're doing this. So I don't think it's intentional at all. I think that we are just so used to being one way that when God calls us to pivot and do something completely different, it kind of freaks us out. Honestly, we don't really know how to step into this new life that God is calling us to. So the inspiration for this comes from John chapter five, and it's just the first section there. And I'll go ahead and read that. This is the CSB version. After this, a Jewish festival took place and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. By the sheep gate in Jerusalem, there is a pool called Bethesda in Aramaic, which has five colonnades. Within these lay a large number of disabled, blind, lame, and paralyzed One man was there who had been disabled for 38 years. That's a long, that's a long time, y'all. When Jesus saw him lying there and realized that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to get well? Sir, the disabled man answered, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. And Jesus says, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man got well, picked up his mat and started to walk. 
Now, what I think is really interesting about this is, you know, you can see this as obviously somebody's being healed from a physical ailment. But when I read this, I thought this is showing exactly what happens to us whenever God asks us to step into something that we don't know how to do. So this man had been disabled for 38 years. So for 38 years, he could not walk. He could not do things. So what does that do to your thought process, right? You think that you cannot walk. You couldn't walk, right? He he couldn't walk for all those years. And he just grown accustomed to sitting there by this pool, hoping that 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 one day he would be able to get into this pool of healing water. And the other thing to think about is that obviously the people around him, society, etc., were telling him, you're never going to be better unless you can get into that pool. And oh, by the way, we're not going to help you get over there. So basically he was had it ingrained in him that he is paralyzed and he can't live a different life. And I think it's interesting that Jesus says, do you want to get well? It's like, of course you want to get well. He's, he's paralyzed. But I think Jesus asked him that because he's like, but do you really, do you really want this? Because then the man comes up with all of these reasons, right? No one's going to put me in the pool, which sounds like a valid excuse or a valid reason, right? He can't walk. So how's he going to get over there in that pool? So his reason is no one can put me in there and people keep getting ahead of me. And I just, I look at that and I think, how often do we do the same thing? That when we really want something, we have all of these reasons why we're like, I I can't get over to the pool. Nobody's going to help me. But he could have asked, right? Maybe he begged a million times and everybody said no. But if he truly wanted it, why did he not keep asking? Why did he not um, try to get over to the pool on his own sooner rather than later? What stopped him from actually continuing to try? And then it's almost like Jesus doesn't even acknowledge that he said any of the excuses. He just said, get up pick up your mat and walk. And instantly the man got well and picked up his mat and started to walk. And what I think is fascinating about that is I, I, when I read that, I think, how did he know that he could get up, right? Like he hasn't gotten up and he was disabled for 38 years. And because Jesus said so, he, he listened. And it goes, just goes to show us that if you want something and then God calls you to that thing, that thing you've been wanting, when he calls you to that, you have to start walking after God. Stop using excuses or saying, I can't because of X, Y, Z. God said it, so it is. So you must do it. If God has called you, then you have to go. Those around you may be telling you that you can't or you shouldn't. So you're taking on that truth. Like this lame man, how many told him that, how many do you think had told him in the past that he couldn't be healed unless he gets in that pool or, or that they weren't going to help him? But Jesus said otherwise, and he didn't even acknowledge his excuse. He said, get up. He spoke it and called him. So it was. Jesus initially asked, do you want to be well? Like, do you really want this? Or are you using these excuses of others or the excuses for why you can't do this? Because God is giving you permission to walk. He's showing you how to stop. He's showing you how to step into a whole different life. Because God said before and on your own, it didn't happen. But when God, but when God calls you and says, get up, then that power will carry you to do the very thing that you couldn't do on your own before. But it's not like you, 
did something wrong. You were always meant to do this. It doesn't mean that before that moment that it could have happened or even would have happened. This man waited 38 years, which really gives a lot of power to the story for us. And it gives more power to the man and to those around him. And what happens for 38 years, he was known as the person who was disabled at this well. People are at this pool. People knew him. And now they see him walking. What testimony is it to other people of the power of God when you have lived your whole life one way and now it's different? God calls you to do something that you couldn't do before, or it would take a miracle for you to be able to do that. Maybe you've lived in poverty your whole life and God's calling you to something different and you start this business and you have amazing abundance come into your life. And it's like, how? How does that happen? Isn't she just that poor girl who lived in this town? Or maybe you were corporate career woman and you lived your whole life being a workaholic and suddenly you put that down and you are at home with your kids and you are running a business, but you're not obsessive about it. And you have this balance in your life and everyone around you is going, wow, I never thought she could do that. But you could because God called you to it. God used that story of this man for both the people there and for us thousands of years later. Think about that. Like this man thinks, what is my life? You know, he probably thinks like, what, what's the point? I'm here. I'm disabled. I lay by this pool all day. And what's the point? But that story, Jesus coming by doing that was always meant to happen. And it's written down in the Bible for thousands of years. People have read that and been encouraged by that. And hear that story. I mean, think about that. Like, it wasn't just about him. So it's another thing to remember that whenever something, when God asks you to do something, it's not just about you. It might have a big impact on you. I mean, being able to walk something that you've been wanting to do and now you're able to do, that's a huge impact on your life. That's a huge blessing and a huge gift, right? But that gift transcends you and goes out into the world how will he carry himself now what could he do now with his life it doesn't tell us but who knows what he's able to do in life and contribute to society because he can stand up and like I said this it's written down so here I am you know 2,000 years later talking about it and it's impacting you and God always knew this was going to happen right here in this moment that's just it blows my mind to think about that but that event happened for that reason so When we think about what's happening in our lives, if we're not listening, when God's calling us to get up and walk, he's telling us to do the thing that we've never done before, but he's put it on your heart. It has way bigger implications than just you. I think sometimes, especially as women, we don't accept God's gift for us. We don't realize like this amazing life he wants for us, this thing he's put on our heart. We think that's selfish, right? Like it's something in our head is telling us that we can't enjoy our life and love being at home with our kids and love our work and be a good wife and have abundance and have all these amazing things. We push those away. We resist those things, but that's what God wants for us. He wants good things for us. We are his children. I mean, you want the best for your kids, right? We also have to remember though, in in an ironic way, when we are thinking that it's all about us, And so we don't accept what God's giving us. It's actually not about us because it's about other people. And so we're actually being really selfish by not stepping in where God tells us to go. The other thing to remember, the other thing that came to mind for me is that even though Jesus said, get up and the man was healed, the man still didn't have to get up. 
he had to choose. Imagine if he would have said, no, I'm not able to walk. Look at all the time I've been unable to walk. There's no way you actually healed me. I've been sitting here for 38 years. Why would I be able to do it now? And even though he could, he would stay stuck believing that he couldn't be or do anything more than he'd been before that moment, before God called him to be different. Now we see this and think, um, hello, Jesus himself said, get up. So why would he not get up? But don't we do the same thing? God has asked us to do something. He's called us to do something and it might feel impossible or like something that you've never done before or been able to do before. But if he says, get up and walk, then you can. We have the choice to keep acting like nothing has changed or we can start walking in this new life that God has given. So if God is calling you to start a business and he put this on your heart, I want you to pay attention to how much you believe that God really put it on your heart, that you believe that God has actually equipped you, given you the ability to do something that you've never done before. You've never started a business. You've never made money online. You've never encouraged people or led people or whatever it is. And there's a lot of fear that comes into play here. I mean, biologically, our our brains are going to say, nope, you've been just fine for the past however many years doing this thing this way. We don't, the brain doesn't like change. It's going to resist you because the, the goal of the brain is to keep you safe. So whenever you try to change your daily activities, you try to change your habits, you try to change any of that, your brain is going to freak out until it knows that you're going to be safe and you're going to stay alive. Because what you've been doing, even if it technically was harmful, right, working all the time, all of that stuff, you're still alive. And so your brain is going to be like, nope, this new stuff, super, super cautious. We're, you know, trying these new things is going to really bring up a lot of resistance. And I really want you to think about and pay attention to when you step into your business, when you're, when you're finding yourself saying, I can't do this, or no one's ever going to buy from me, or who am I to speak on this? Who am I to teach on this? Whenever you think those things, whenever you think those things, I want you to question why you believe that. Because looking at the man um, laying there, it's, it's, it wouldn't be, we wouldn't blame him if he was like, you know, it's just the way it's always been. I've just always been this way. And everybody my whole life has always told me I'm not getting healed unless I get in this pool. So there's no hope, no other alternative. We would totally understand because we could relate. You think that you have to stay in a career, a nine to five. And we're told that's the only way. That's the way that you make money in the world. That's the way you have a living. Or if you're going to be a stay at home mom, then you can't work. You can only be a mom. We have these things that we're told are true and There are even things that we are accepting as true because it is our truth. We've lived it. We have worked and worked and worked and we're like, how in the world? You can make money online? I thought that I had to work up this career, this corporate ladder. I thought I had to stay in a job for years and years and years to ever dream of earning um, enough money to pay off the debt and own my home and all of those things that God actually wants for us. But there's a different way and God is calling you to that different way. So I just want you to be really mindful of what things are holding you back. And if you're actually holding yourself back, thinking that you need to sit in the way you've always sat, living in the life you've always lived, but God is actually calling you to a whole new life and you have to get up, 
walk with this new ability that God has given you. God's power in calling you to do that is what's going to fuel you and allow you to do these new things that you literally haven't done before. So trust in him, believe that he is with you and that you are meant to do this business. And it's not just about you. It, it, it will be an amazing blessing for you if you step in where God wants you to be, but it's also going to have this unknown ripple effect and have this impact for years to come that you can't even imagine. And it's not up to us to imagine it, right? God's going to do amazing things because otherwise he doesn't do anything by accident. Nothing's happening that shouldn't happen. And if he's calling you to do something, then that means that he's got a big plan for what you're doing. So I hope you guys are encouraged by that. I know I was. I know that um, this is a common thing, especially when you are in the phases of starting your business up until you start actually making that full-time income. You will feel like, why am I doing this? So I know this will touch close to home for you and I hope it encourages you as you go throughout the week and I will talk to you guys next time. And in the meantime, keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.